Welcome to Know Your Money, where we will explore our relationship with money and how the psychology of it impacts our financial decisions as everyone thinks about money differently. In our podcast, we'll be presenting a variety of financial topics in an easy to understand way, which we hope will assist you with managing your money. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to Know Your Money. Guys, how are you today? Oh, that's hot, Craig. I'm going to go first. <laughs> uh, very well. And you, Bronwyn, Craig? You're looking yes, great. All good, thanks. Hi, Bron. Warren. Hello, Who's in everyone. the studio? Somebody else here today. Yes, so today we have Candice Duplessis from Alan Gray. Um, Candice is our business development, but she'll explain a little a business developer and she will just explain a little bit of what that is and what her other role is at Alan Gray. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am the assistant regional manager uh, in Johannesburg in our distribution team. Um, and I'm also a business development manager. So essentially, I support uh, independent financial advisors um, and I help them develop their businesses. Awesome stuff. And that's definitely what the reason why you're here today. Um, it's not just to help us develop our business, but it's to help our clients develop the best that they can or make the best use of things. So um, what the reason we have Candice here today is because tax season is coming up and we just find that you've got to make the most of your taxes. And what does that even mean? What should you be putting it in and what are the different kind of products? So, Cans, I don't know if you want to start somewhere and just explain that. Sure. So, it is probably the busiest time uh, for financial service providers um, because you have until the end of February to basically use up your contributions within a retirement annuity and a tax-free investment. And I'm sure we're going to unpack that shortly. Um, so, you have until the end of Feb to basically use up uh, your contributions for a tax-free and an RA. Okay, awesome. So I think let's start with the easy one, which is a tax-free. What is it and how can people use that up? What are the things? Sure. Um, so I'm sure everyone knows that as a country, we have a very poor savings culture. Um, and in 2015, National Treasury uh, came up with this product, which is called the tax-free savings product, um, because they wanted a product that would encourage people to save. Um, so you can put up to 36,000 Rand into this vehicle called a tax-free savings account per year. And this runs from 1 March to the end of February. You don't have to put 36,000 Rand. You can put anything less. Um, it is a long-term savings tool. And the benefit of this product, as the word says, it is tax-free, which is an amazing opportunity for you to put money into this product. And ideally, you want to forget about it. But that's one important thing I, say, I think you said is a lot of people use this as their emergency fund, but your tax-free should be a long-term investment. Just so I understand it. So it's tax-free on the amount you put in. Is it capital gains tax-free? Every tax. -free. Every tax. So you don't pay wow. any capital gains tax. You don't pay dividend withholding tax. There are absolutely no taxes. Free money. It's but people often use that for the short-term things and there's actually a restriction. So first of all, it's restricted to 36000 a year. Then it's restricted to 500000 in your lifetime. Oh, okay, okay. So you can't just start it when you're like 17, 18. And, and you can't just throw thousands yeah, and thousands yeah. <laughs> in it. Okay, there is yeah. a restriction, but it's important to make use of that. Like when you're doing your financial planning foundations or your blocks, this is one of those important areas to start at. But yeah, saying it again, it's a long-term saving. But I think if you start, well, we 
look at the maths, back to the snowball down the mountain, compound interest, how important that is. If you start it young and let's say you contribute the maximum every year, it'll take around 16 years for you to get to the 500,000. That's about, is okay about that. Does the fund have to close then or can it continue to no, accrue capital gains? Correct. It continues to accrue. So you say for oh. I think it's th- or 13 years or whatever gets you to the 500, you stop saving because you can't, you know, can't not, more into Yeah, because let's say Treasury hasn't increased it. Yeah. And you're at, at your maximum and then you just leave it there, staying in the product to continue growing. That's going to be a lovely retirement pot, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So that's, that's a one very good way of doing that as well. So the tax inside the product is the same as a retirement annuity. Correct. So you absolutely pay no, no tax. tax within the product. So to make this real is if you put money into a unit trust and you put money into a tax-free as an example, and remember we spoke about this concept, unit trust funds, um, and let's say your your fund performed and it did 15% for a, for a year. That's your return. In a tax-free product, you would take home this 15%. Like that would be your return on your statement because yes. there's absolutely no taxes within the product. Whereas if you put it in a unit trust, it would be um, slightly less because you experience tax within the product. Yes, I understand, yeah. And another unique feature on the Allen Gray tax-free is that you are able to nominate the beneficiary. Correct. It is a unique... Um, option that we offered, we opened it on in our life company, which allows you to nominate a beneficiary. So what that essentially means is if you pass away, uh, we can pay your tax-free monies to your beneficiary. Um, and it basically, you won't, it would form part of your estate, but you won't pay um, any executive fees on the product. So you don't have to wait five years or anything like that? Correct. You don't have to wait for the estate to be wound up. We can pay immediately to your to your beneficiary and they can decide whether they would want to open their own tax-free or if they would want to basically withdraw the, the monies. So, so the premiums you pay monthly, are those tax deductible? They are not. So therefore you consider an RA? Correct. So a retirement annuity, which is also it's the most tax-efficient vehicle um, offered in the market. Um, so even though the tax-free, you pay no um, tax within the product, the retirement annuity is basically more tax efficient because SARS actually gives your money back. They want you to contribute towards a retirement annuity. So essentially you pay SARS less tax if you put money into a retirement fund. Are there restrictions on how much you can put into an RA and how does that work? Yes. Um, so it is 27.5% up to 350,000 rand a year. And you can't put more than that. Um, but that would be... Disallowed contributions. Yeah, you can go had... back and listen to that episode. Yes. It's exactly. a fantastic episode. Yeah. I listened to it myself. Awesome. Thanks, Candice. And then, Candice, can you nominate a beneficiary on a retirement annuity? So we actually refer to it as a nominee. So you can nominate what we call a nominee. So you would indicate who you would want it to be paid out to in the event of your death. Um, but it is subject to what we call uh, Section 37C. So if you pass away before you've retired, the trustees of the fund would then do an investigation and they would check that you have 
if you have any dependents. Um, in the absence of any dependents, they would then pay to uh, your nominees. Then they would become beneficiaries because they would actually benefit from the product. So that's similar to a pension or a provident fund. If somebody 100%. passes away, the board of trustees will make sure that who's ever nominated is the correct people to receive the proceeds. Is the same as a retirement annuity. Correct, yeah. Okay. So dependents are always first. Um, if anyone was dependent while you were alive, they considered first and then we consider your nominees. So essentially uh, you would have both, wouldn't you? As financial planners, you would encourage people to have both of these, a tax-free yes. and yes. an RA. Absolutely. Okay. Because the, the retirement annuity, you it's going to save you tax while you're contributing to it. Correct. You can't, you can't get hold of it though until you from 55 onwards, so yeah. you're, you are restricted to when you can use the money. However, on the tax-free, you're not going to get the deduction, but you can get it earlier. Yeah, but, but both you are of limited them, to the contribution. Yes, yeah. and both of them are not taxed. The product isn't taxed, so it's an incredible way of building wealth, same as compound interest. It's a really good way the of snowball, doing it. snowball, eh? Yes. 100%, yeah. And then just in terms of the funds, like are you restricted in your tax-free and what funds you can choose um, and in the retirement annuities? Fantastic question. Um, so in your tax-free, uh, we are the there's a specific funds that you, we give you access to because as part of the product offering, um, the funds have to have what we call a fixed fee, the funds that you, the unit trust funds that you're exposed to. So uh, we usually have a separate list of funds that you can access because these funds only have, they must have a fixed fee within the tax-free product range. Is that is that a legal thing or is Correct. that your What is a fixed policy? fee? It, it is a legal thing. Um, so essentially it means we've got, as an example, the Allen Gray Balanced Fund. So we've got two versions of the fund. In the tax-free product range, we've got a fixed fee. That means we have to charge you one fixed fee. We can't charge you... Uh, less or more to manage the performance fund. fees. So no performance fees allowed, right? A hundred percent. In do you know what that is? What is a performance fee? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to jump in. So it is actually one of our values at Alan Gray. Uh, so Alan Gray, our founder, um, he put this in place. So he felt strongly that if we within the fund, if we perform well for a client, we would charge a performance fee because we've done well for you. So a portion of your performance. Uh, we would take. Is that as a percentage? Correct. Okay. And then if we have not done well for you, then he feels strongly that we shouldn't take a fee then. So you have incentive to do well for me. Exactly. That's a good that's, way of doing it, yeah. That's exactly the reason why we have that in place. Um, so there is an incentive for our portfolio managers to do well. Whereas with a fixed fee, that fixed fee is in place whether the investment manager does well or not, he takes his fee. And that's legislation, right? So for the tax-free, yes, it's legislation yeah. that they uh, insist for the tax-free product. There's no performance fees. Um, the, that's why we actually had to open a second version of the Allen Gray Balance Fund with a fixed fee. Can I ask one question, just just uh, so I understand? Do Does Allen and Gray get taxed on their fees from the tax-free? So the income they create yes. from their fee structure with yes. a tax-free saving for an individual, yes. do they then pay tax on that? Yes, because that would be seen as revenue okay. for our company. Okay, so this someone's getting taxed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, yes. yeah. But in this case, it wouldn't be the investor. Yeah. So yeah. Candice Brown also mentioned the RAs. Or can you invest in any fund within the Correct. RA? Yes. So we've got a fund list. 
Um, and in this fund list, there would be it, you would have access to performance and fixed fee funds within that fund range. But we're asking about any fund, so I could put all my money in gold. In regulation twenty eight. Um, so regulation twenty eight is a law that was put in place. I think it was twenty twelve. Um, and essentially, this was a rule that our government put in place because they didn't want you to take too much risk uh, with the money in your retirement funds. So essentially, they limit how much money you can place offshore or into equities. So this is called Regulation 28. So as an example, uh, for equities, you're allowed to put in 75% of your assets. So is that the maximum? That's the maximum. Yeah. Um, so your account post-2012 always has to be Regulation 28 compliant. And the, the list of funds on the Alan Gray platform complies with that within the RAs, right? Well, they'll say, yeah. So if you try and invest at Alan Gray in one fund and it isn't Regulation 28 compliance, they'll say you're not allowed to invest in this. You have to change. And is that the same for other um, vehicles like endowments and stuff like that? So, no. so you, it, uh, Regulation 28 doesn't apply to uh, endowments, endowments, but there are funds that you can access in the endowment that are Reg 28 compliant. So when you look at a fund fact sheet of a fund, it actually has a little table and it tells you is this fund Regulation 28 compliant or not. So it'll automatically comply. The fund yes, will yeah, automatically comply. Yeah. It'll never go over. Yeah. So I think back to why we were doing this episode um, we said that it's like February, what should people be doing? What exactly should they be doing and, and like sort of how or why um, with everything that we've said? So I'd encourage you to speak to your independent financial advisor uh, to determine ideally what the maximum is that you can put into your retirement annuity or into your pension or provident fund. Um, and if you are in the position to, I'd encourage you to absolutely put in the maximum into your retirement fund um, because that is the best way of how you can get uh, money back from SARS. Or so, reduce your liability. <laughs> correct. Um, so that would be definitely the first thing. And the second thing, if you are in the position to maximize your tax-free product, um, I would put in 36,000 rand um, if you are in the position to. And some clients even do it on a monthly basis. And you can do it for your children, right? So you can do 36,000 for you, your spouse, your five children, 36,000 into each of them. Absolutely. But the one thing to keep in mind, though, we spoke about flexibility and, and Craig mentioned, you know, there isn't flexibility within the retirement fund. Um, you know, you can only access it at the age of 55. There are some rules where you can access it before, like if you immigrate, etc. cetera. Um, whereas the tax-free is flexible and you can access it at any point. But something to keep in mind there, we mentioned earlier about the 500,000 rand that you can contribute over your lifetime. So it's the 36 per year, but 500 over your life. And we often see that people misuse the tax-free product um, in the industry and uh, when they need money, they withdraw from the tax-free. And, and I think this should be avoided at all costs because what happens is when you withdraw from the product, and I'll, I'll make use an example, if I put in 10,000 rand this week and God forbid something happens and I need this money next week and I take this 10,000 rand out, not only have I not experienced the tax-free element or the tax benefit in this product, but now I've also reduced my lifetime limit from the 500 to 490,000. I can never get back 
that ability, you know, that 10,000 rand any longer. And I think that's a really big thing. So people need to consider that when they put money into the tax-free, that it is literally the last place you want to touch when you want to access money. Very important that, yeah. Mm. yeah. And also I think another important thing to note is that if you do do it for your children and you had to last resort to access that money, that child needs a bank account, right? 100%. So there's SARS actually has a ruling. So when you open a tax-free savings for a minor, yes, the parent obviously contributes to to this. So uh, where Craig mentioned, you can reach that within 13 odd years if you put in 36,000 rand every year. And then that money just sits there and it continues to grow. If the parent decides that they need to withdraw that money for whatever reason, um, it has to pay out to the miner's bank account. So the miner has to have a bank account and we can only pay it to the miner's bank account. And that's a ruling from SARS. All right. Jeez. So I think it's important this time of the year to look at what you're putting away into your RAs. Do you have a tax-free investment or not? And to contact your financial planner and put that in place before the 28th of February. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Cans. That was amazing. Thanks, Cans. Thank you. Lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. See you soon. Bye, Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast and would like to subscribe, please visit our website, www.growthfp.co.za. The information we have provided in this podcast is our personal opinion. For more detailed information, please discuss your financial situation with a financial planner.